What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. You're listening to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Coming to you from both the UK and the USA. Here are your hosts, Sam and Alfie. Welcome back, everybody. It's still the Stuff and Things Podcast, but a different intro. Did you like that, buddy? Man, I, I I feel like I should be sitting in a professional recording studio yeah. and, you know, like, it's, this feels big time to me. It does, doesn't it? You know, yeah. we got over 17,000 people now, you know, checking oh, us t- out. Time to up the game, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've we've gone sounding El Profezionale. Yeah. Which I think is not any language at all. I think I just no. completely made that up. You did. Well, my friend, we've not spoken in... Okay, that's a lie. We spoke Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest with our listeners. Hey, everybody. This is the second go-around for this podcast. You see... Take two. On on Tuesday, me me and my good friend here, Alfie, we sat down, we talked, we went through all things Fear the Walking Dead, which was painful for both of us. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, there was a technical hiccup a gremlin in the system, as it were. Yeah. And yeah. and it just didn't work. And no matter how hard this man tried, <sighs> and he battled so hard to get it fixed that he's now got the man flow. Right, look at that. Yeah. That's dedication. That is dedication and, and a terrible result, my friend, because I'm still confident man flu is what begins the zombie apocalypse. It's it, one of these times it's going to yeah, happen. It's, it's going to be it because we all know there's no cure for it. We all know how no. deadly and devastating it is. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely going to be that. But, yeah, so this is take two. We, we, we've we spoken Tuesday. But before that, before Tuesday, we haven't spoken in a while for all things Walking Dead. <laughs> um, we do be taking a right. break. Um, right. And, but now this is it. This is going to be our busy time now because we are yeah. right the way through until mid-season break of The Walking Dead because, of course, fear goes straight into The Walking Dead this year. Yeah, it does. Uh, and how much are we looking forward to The Walking Dead? Now that, yes. Yes. Now that, that's, that's a show. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that to begin with because there's a few things we can talk about with regards to the Yeah, there's been Dead. some news, yeah. Yeah, some big news. Um, focusing on the actual show, I mean, obviously Comic-Con dropped the trailer and we did a, a brief podcast to talk about all things that. Yeah, we did. Um, we, we did a brief uh, Facebook post which irritated a lot of people, um, but I got to <sighs> smile and gladly correct them and how wrong they yeah, were. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd also like to point out that Robert Kirkman made the same joke, by the way, <laughs> and uh, got a very yep. similar reaction, <laughs> yep. which, which was really funny because he's so the we're guy in good who, company because he's the guy who wrote it. So and there were people yep. there lecturing him on it, which I loved. I thought that was just brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thing off that which was really interesting is we did do a Facebook post. It was all about. Uh, maybe the whole thing's just a Rick Coma dream. Clearly a joke. A few people took it as a serious post and decided to give me details of why I was wrong. Uh, and a big uh, thank you to all those people again. Yeah. Um, however, what was interesting to me was that it was a very, very you know small insight, perhaps, into what some of the cast members face because at least two members of the cast now have deleted social media due to the sheer volume of... Um, What's the correct word? 
idiocy that they face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of them being the guy who plays Eugene, who was actually prolific on Twitter and was very funny. Um, and he did he did so much like conventions and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, gone uh, because with his character now seemingly Team Negan, he was getting genuine abuse and death threats. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I can't get that. People do understand it's a TV show, right? No, there are people around the world thinking this is what is going on in Georgia right now. No, I do worry. Perhaps that's true. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. People people take it a little too far. Uh, a little, yes, yes. But uh, uh, that aside, I mean, we got the the trailers. We've seen those. Uh, the previews. The show is looking great. Uh, I mean, everything coming out of it, all the little hints. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be all like war, so really we can expect there to be a lot of tension and potentially a lot of action. But me and you talked about it before. You don't need action nonstop every single episode. Uh, No, Because you can, uh, similar to like what was so good about seasons one and two where it was the tension about any moment the dead could appear. You could mm-hmm. really get that back in season yep. eight with the tension of any moment, something, you know, you could have a problem. And then of course, gun battles drawing the dead in, you know, you really, it's going to be interesting. And I, I really hope they, they hit it and they do well with it, obviously, because I'm a big fan of the show, mm-hmm. but probably the biggest news, um, walking dead related mm-hmm is away from the actual show and is a behind-the-scenes thing. Oh. Would you would you care to fill the audience, our, mm. our listeners, both of them? Oh. All right. So uh, recently news came out that uh, the producers and Kirkman himself have joined in on a lawsuit against AMC, <laughs> basically citing that AMC is ripping them off of money owed to them. So... I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, for for the future of the show, potentially, this is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, when, you know, it's uh, to me, what kind of got me at first was, you know, it's one thing when, you know, TV people get involved in lawsuits. I think, you know, that's pretty common. But when the, you know, the creator is you know, tied into it too. That's going, okay, now this is, you know, to me, I took that way more serious than if it had just been Gail and, you know, um, the other people. people Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I agree because I think the minute Kirkman's involved, that that's when this is escalated because he is the guy who's created it. Uh, One thing I don't know, and I'm I'm not sure if you've had the time to look since Tuesday. Oh, Um, okay. Has Kirkman signed away the rights of The Walking Dead, or is it on a license for the TV show? I don't know. Because obviously he's continuing the comic, so there's no way on earth AMC own The Walking Dead brand. But the one thing I have always noticed is that Kirkman, whenever he's involved in like computer games and things, he's mm-hmm. only ever involved in the computer game versions of the comic book. So, mm-hmm. so by that, you, you'll only see characterizations of the comic book characters and in that kind of style like the comic book look not at real life figures etc and you don't see Daryl appear whereas obviously AMC do things like there's the app uh, the game I play for example is that's sort of in association with AMC but again Kirkman's company is mentioned in that 
So I, right. I, he must still retain the overall rights to it, but it's, it's interesting say. because, of course, the show's only renewed for this season. Now, typically in the past, they've had a, a two-year renewal. So this is the second year of the last renewal they had, I think. Correct. So, uh, But normally, you know, they've been renewed for two years almost as soon as the new one airs or even just mm-hmm. before. I mean, Fear the Walking Dead was renewed for two years before season three, episode one had even, sorry, was renewed for season four before episode one of three had even aired. Mm-hmm. You know, frightening foresight. <laughs> um, but right. But it just, it's interesting to me. I, I, cause I genuinely don't know. Uh, I mean, if the walk, and of course, if the walking dead, uh, so if Kirkman and AMC cannot reach an agreement, so there's, you know, there is an ongoing dispute. Do AMC just renew it in the, in, on the basis that this dispute would get wound up at some point, but we'd rather keep the property than let someone else grab it. Cause of course networks are going to be lining up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially if the numbers that, you know, the show is worth, yeah. Uh, 35 million an episode. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the basis gosh. of the whole dispute, which is, right. uh, Kirkman in, in his agreement and all the producers agreement, it values each episode at 3.5 million and therefore mm-hmm. they are paid their percentage based on that valuation. However, it's now been, if you like proven by an independent, uh, accountancy firm who have, uh, qualified, the episodes at 35 million an episode. Mm-hmm. And on that basis, Kirkman, etc., are saying, Hey, you owe us a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. A, a hell of a lot of money. Um, of course the big, the big one out there is, uh, it's not a network, but it's Netflix. Mm-hmm. And there was a really good article about how Netflix are basically waiting in the wings. They are right there. They've kind of already made contact and said, Hey, Mm-hmm. If if we are, you know, if the AMC aren't going to go ahead with you guys anymore, <coughs> we are there. And of course, that opens right. up the whole, um, you know, Netflix. Because of course, when they make a TV show themselves, they dump it all online in one go. Yeah. So for binge one, there could be a lot of people listening to us right now who think that would be amazing. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. Because oh, I, no. I've been watching season one, two... To, to catch up and of course you know, yeah. I loved it you kind of get really hooked in it but I, yeah. I could see me quite easily nailing a weekend you know and having a beard at the end of it you know, <laughs> just, you know surrounded yeah. by some empty cans and stuff right. and then come come Monday when I should be going into work needing a day off just to recover psychologically yeah. from 16 episodes of The Walking Dead back to back so I well, and I don't think they'd, they'd never make the revenue stream that they would need to afford the show yeah. like that. There's just no way. Well, at 35 million an episode, the value, I mean, it obviously doesn't cost 35 million an episode to make. <laughs> no. Nowhere near. But at no, the, same time, the old, the old numbers were uh, like 2 million an episode. Yeah. Now so, that's going back, but you know, yeah. Well, even if we said astronomical inflation, it's now, Five million an episode. I mean, Netflix spends pretty good money on the, like the Netflix Marvel shows. Um, but at the same time, the thing that I think Netflix do 
is they always dump it all out there. But like you just said, to get that kind of revenue, the to equate to thirty five million episode on a streaming service, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I mean, it just doesn't. <laughs> Because obviously to equate to that, you're talking about advertisers and all sorts. I mean, the only way Netflix could possibly recoup that or look to get that is if mm-hmm. they change their strategy slightly. You know, they could, you know, at the start of, they could have it sponsored by someone, you know, you know, a company. Hey, this is The Walking Dead on Netflix brought to you by Citroen, you know, or somebody. Um, right, right. And and that, that, to me, you know, this episode's brought to you by... Um, but you know, something they've kind of tried to steer clear of really to keep their model in place, or they just increase their monthly subscription by a dollar a month and face it, it most people, 99% of people would swallow that and they make millions out of it. So they, they've certainly got options. Um, but I just find it interesting, but of course it opens up the wider thing as well. Me and you have talked about before, which is where is TV going now? Yeah. You know, you, you've got the traditional networks and cable and, and you know, the, over here, the Sky system and the other subscription televisions. But it's getting crazy. You know, Netflix exists. Amazon Prime exists. Hulu, um, YouTube, Red. Uh, there's another one I just saw popped up. And, yeah, it's yeah. – they're going um, to bankrupt us. It is. And, and it is Disney. Gonna, well, the Disney one, of course, is going to be the big one because Disney have now issued to every network that they don't own, of course, because they own ABC in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, basically, termination. They're they're basically ending all of their agreements with everybody: Netflix, Amazon, any Disney-owned content at all. Once the current license expires, will revert to them and will only be available on their platform. And, of course, when you think about that, you know, Disney as an adult, okay, but then, of course, Disney owns Star Wars, all of the mm-hmm. Lucasfilm stuff. They own all of the Marvel stuff. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be interesting because, for me, it's unsustainable. I People will be forced to pick and choose. And, you know, Disney's going to cost you eight a month, Netflix, eight, you know, Amazon Prime this, Amazon Prime that, and then you've still got people like uh, networks like HBO and stuff there or Sky here that are subscription services as well. It's going to get crazy. It's going to get too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's going to bring it, – yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, it, they better take an, uh, a, a lesson from Apple – with what they did with iTunes Agreed. and say, you know, save the music industry basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cause if not, it's all going to go to pirated stuff. Well, and that, that is true. And that is the way it go because people will get fed up with it. I mean, just a, a little side example. There was a TV show I really liked called Stargate SG one. Uh, it ran for like 10 seasons. There were two spinoffs from it. Uh, one ran for five seasons, one ran for two. Uh, Stargate Atlantis and Stargate. <coughs> but what they're doing now, uh, MGM, who made that, they announced at Comic Con they've got a new kind of prequel series. Of course, immediately I was like, oh, great. You know, it's it's a show I really enjoyed. I look forward to that. But the prequel series is going to be only online available via their own unique um, streaming service called Stargate Command. 
And similar to mm. what Disney have just done, they are terminating their agreements with everybody for these shows, and therefore they will only be available to stream on their their own platform. They haven't yeah. announced how much it's going to cost yet, but again, it's still it's like this bitter taste in my mouth of you know what that's not on, and if and no doubt there'll be a stream of it somewhere, and I'd be more tempted to do that just because of how annoying and irking it's becoming that yeah, everyone seems to yeah. be trying to cash in on it. So like so, you said, at some point someone's going to have to take a sensible approach. So here's a question. Would you pay a la carte for um, for a program? Like, would you buy season eight of The Walking Dead you know, yeah. per episode or something like that. You know well, what I mean? Like, I like iTunes music, you know, would yeah, you pay two ninety nine an episode to own it? Yeah. And I suppose, mm. you know, I don't know. I mean, we've always, we, we've really consumed movies that yeah. way yeah, for ages. Yeah. Whether television shows could go that way. I guess it goes down to the strength of the show. If, exactly. if my, it's a show that I am hooked on, because I'm now eight seasons invested. If that right. was the only way I was able to watch it um, in a in a legitimate way, then yeah, I, I probably would do that. I mean, that that be to me is obviously as long as it was priced correctly. If it's priced too much, then no, I'd, I'd find a way. <laughs> I'd basically yeah. make you hold your phone up for an hour so I can watch <coughs> it. Um, but well, I mean, basically, you go on iTunes show, right now. And you can buy, you know, the TV shows for like a dollar ninety nine yeah. episode you or can, the season yeah. pass. Yeah, Amazon Prime do that here, and they do yeah. it. They do it with The Walking Dead pretty much the minute the series ends. So mm-hmm. it airs here on Fox. Um, Fox mm-hmm. UK airs The Walking Dead the minute the mid season break. So the the last episode airs for the mid season. The following day, um, say seven seven A is available on Amazon to buy. You know, it's mm-hmm. there to cost. And then it becomes free on their prime service the following year. So oh, when okay. eight starts, it then goes to free to view on Amazon Prime. Oh, as long okay. as you're a member, obviously. I think your Amazon Prime is better than ours. I think it is as well. You're not the first person to mention that to me. It is very good. I mean, to be honest with you, I buy so much stuff from Amazon. I have the prime thing anyway. So the oh, TV yeah, is yeah. just a bonus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way we've always viewed it. But the 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 streaming at the 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 streaming aspects never been that great. We always defer to Netflix. Yeah. Um, for yeah. in our house for some there reason. Are, there are a couple of very good original shows on Amazon Prime now. Um, yeah, yeah. We've we've found a few we liked as well. Yeah. But yeah, we still end up we we always gravitate towards Netflix for some reason. Is, I don't know. The content's very different from the US to the UK though, because um, for yeah. example, uh, Walking Dead's on Netflix. There, it, right. It's not here. You know, the, gotcha. you know, right? It's on Amazon Prime. So, um, but going back to what you said a moment ago, if because I'm invested in the Walking Dead, if that was the way to watch it now, I think yeah. But if it was a new show. I'm not oh, sure. Never. You know, no. Or if someone said to me, Fear the Walking Dead is now only available in the UK if you pay this. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't can see me part with money. But and that brings us to in a in a rather <coughs> perfectly well organized, almost like I planned it segue. Yeah. Um we are twenty minutes into the podcast. We should talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. God, um, I knew you were going to come to this. It, it came back this um, 
So let me start by saying I'm a positive guy. Um, <laughs> I'm about to sound like I'm being quite negative, but so episode nine and ten aired. Um, mm. I'm going to be completely blunt and honest with everyone who's listening straight off the bat. Um, seasons one and two of Fear of the Walking Dead left me confused and a little bit annoyed at the direction they were going. I've I've always said that. Um, yeah. But I've kept watching because I always felt like they had great ideas there and perhaps when things settled, we'd get a real clear direction and it'd be a good show. Um, I also kind of thought to myself, perhaps it's me and I'm always comparing it, therefore perhaps I need to give it more time on its own. Season 3A actually had, for me, quite a lot in it that made me interested in the show on its own. It introduced new characters, um with Otto, etc., um, Troy, that that family, that aspect. Some of that was kind of quirky. Some of it was interesting. I actually felt their characters got over faster than Madison, etc. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had more to do with them. So going into 3B, I was interested to see where they were going to go. It's like, okay, you've built a foundation here, you know, and, and you've taken a little bit more time than you have done before. Let's see where it goes. Um, episode 9 and 10 aired, so that's the, the mid-season premiere. And, I mean, we'll go through a few bullet points now. But to be honest with you, I really didn't enjoy either of them. I no, and I, I want to say to our, our lovely listeners, although this podcast has come out late yeah. for us, you know, I, I, I feel terrible for that. I got to say, I think overall, you're going to be a much happier listener because I was so fired up to beat this show in the ground when we recorded Tuesday. the original. Yeah. yeah. And I've kind of I've kind of calmed down a little bit now. I think I got it out of my system. So I think you're going to get a much more chilled out uh, beating <laughs> up of fear than oh, the original no. recording had. I- I don't think that perhaps every week we should record a fear podcast twice, though. I, I, no, I don't. I'll quit, I don't, buddy. I don't want to bring that in. Perhaps, nope. perhaps poor significant other will have to hear about it. Mm. <laughs> or maybe just call me up and rant at me for 40 minutes about the show, and then we'll do the yeah, podcast after. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're happy, man, we'll, I'll, I'll go for it. I'm, I mean, I'm not happy, but we have to do this. It's if, like if, a kid taking are, medicine. If you are as good as you can possibly be, let's, let's move this That way. I am. So season three, episode nine, the title of which was... I don't care. No, it no, wasn't I don't that. Know. Maybe, maybe be What is that? It's Minotaur. That is a mythical creature from ancient Greece. Never heard of it. Do you mean a Minotaur? <laughs> no, I mean a Minotaur. <laughs> it's Minotaur. <laughs> <Salaminium>. <laughs> no, you silly Brits and you, oh, you, you, man, I, you call your crackers, cookies, and your biscuit. Ah, you guys are just. You've, okay. you've done a great job of butchering the English language. I just want to say yes, that. Yes, the English people <laughs> destroy the English language, you bloody colonial. Uh, listen, listen, you, because you've just brought up the whole biscuits thing. Now, you, I was going to let that slide. I brought this up on Tuesday, but I was going to let it go. Alfie, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all listeners, yeah. is now a fan of the Great British Bake Off. I love that show. <laughs> I've even I've baking like we all all day Saturday what? was in the kitchen Come and I baked up these got... uh blueberry oh. lemon pedophores. Oh my gosh, man. It it's Oh, Alfie. 
<laughs> the, the, the street cred we had, and it wasn't a great deal of street cred, I've got to be honest with you, has just flown out the window. Um, please, you know, regale us more with your baking tips. And actually, no, because I, you're just deliberately doing that to avoid talking about Fear the Walking Dead. Ah, oh, you're on to me. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. The opening, so season three, episode nine, Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah, Minotaur. Opens with, uh, we see the camp's quiet, kind of peaceful, and we see that Madison's now sleeping in the big house and sleeping in the bed of the guy. Otto! Yeah. Um, find that a little bit creepy, but it's Madison, <sighs> and we can all accept that she's a bit of a CLB. Um, we then see Troy and Nick, uh, they're out with the little militia, and they're killing some uh, walkers. Um, there is a character in the show called Walker now, so I will try and emphasize when I'm talking about the dead and him. Um, Alicia is struggling to get water from the well, so it's a little, it's a little montage of a few things going on. We see Jake, and Jake's not looking too well. Of course, Jake was suffering from the effects from the back end of last season. Anthrax. What we then see, yes, the anthrax. Well, nothing like a bit of anthrax yeah. between friends. We then see uh, a motorcade moving towards, and we see it's the nation. Um, Walker and his people are moving in. Yeah. It doesn't look like people on either side are all that happy mm, about nope. it either. So interesting to see where that's going. Um, so then we hit the opening credits, and once again, the cool noise has gone. They've dropped it. Yeah. <sighs> I, it was it the really best was. thing about the show. Really not happy about that. So that makes our intro fully yeah. retro now. Or even our new super cool professional right. sounding intro that we Throw, have. Throwback Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Every every Thursday. And it, it is, is actually a Thursday. Uh, no comment. Um, Troy does not want Ophelia there and storms off like a toddler who's had his toy taken away from him. He's not happy. Uh, we see Jake show him walk around, and what we see from this is Jake is obviously the person leading this. He wants the two communities to work together. Troy clearly does not, and is you know often a huff. We do get to see at this point that Jake is part of um, this whole community and being together in one. He points out to Walker, here's where we keep all the guns and ammunition. There are two keys required to access it. Jake has one. Walker has one. Um, so kind of a show there of we're in this together. Um, yeah. Real quick, though, yeah. for continuity's sake, wasn't this compound set up by three founders? It was, yes. So with the idea, wouldn't there have been three keys? See, I wondered about that, whether there'd be three keys to that. But I also wondered if maybe that could be a fun thing that comes into it, that someone else has got a key. Um, especially, well, yeah, I just if it's Troy because you know, <laughs> that <was> crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, oh, how convenient! Now our our thing is locked with two keys because there's two groups. Wow, that was convenient. <laughs> well, perhaps, anyway, someone living there's a locksmith and they changed the lock. Oh, yeah. of course. Ah, uh, yeah, Jeff the locksmith. Uh, he lives yeah. in Caravan too. Um, <laughs> we then we then have this strange thing, and I don't know if anyone else watching this picked up on it or yourself. We jumped to see the dam with Daniel, but then we seemed to jump back really quick as well, and it happened a couple of times. So 
Um, with the scenes with Dan, like the Dan, there's always subtitles because they're speaking Mexican, which they they Spanish. They're, they're not speaking Mexican, are they not? Golly, they're speaking Spanish. What, what do people in Mexico speak then? Spanish. <laughs> it's so easy. Oh my gosh, you drive me crazy, <laughs> man, know, Brits. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they're speaking Spanish. And Thank you. But it's different to the Spanish they speak in Spain. I just want to point that out. Similar to the English. What do we speak? What you, do we speak? You, what, in America? Yes. God only knows, my friend. Um, <laughs> so we jump, but we seem to jump. Sorry, we like jump backwards and forwards a few times, which is just yeah. really odd. It didn't Confusing. give you a chance. Yeah, it didn't give you a chance to kind of settle. Um, when we are back to the camp, so nothing really happens at the dam at this point other than... Um, we just wanted to, re- wanted to remind you that there was a dam. Yeah, and That's they exist. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we're back with Jake, and Jake is talking to the new larger group. Uh, he and Walker are both, I mean, basically both sides are trying to, we're one now. Um, the thing that I didn't really understand from this, and again, perhaps I'd like your perspective, is to me the most obvious unifying thing is we are all alive there are things out there that are not alive trying to eat us. So therefore, yeah. <laughs> all the petty differences, all the nonsense is gone now. You know, there's white meat, dark meat, it's us and them. That didn't come up. It's like that isn't a factor in this world at all to them. What? what do you think that's a just poor, I don't know, poor people management on their their end? Or do you think that, in the writing of the show, they're just so far beyond not writing for a zombie apocalypse. Now it's, I don't know. What's, what's your take on it? I, I've, I've wondered about this often because so much of the show to me, if a good editor, I guess it would be, mm. you know, looked at it, they would go, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, why does somebody have an iPhone that didn't exist? You know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering since, you know, they've brought in Gail, they've brought in so much of the team from The Walking Dead yeah. who lives, you know, their mindset is the apocalypse three years down the road. Yeah. They're not a week, a month, you know, and I'm wondering if if they're having a hard time going backwards, you know, and, and taking that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think other than that, you know, maybe they just don't care. You know, they're just like, ah, whatever, we'll put it out. People are watching it. I I think, because I think you made the point to me before and, and perhaps it's something more evident actually in episode 10 when we get to it. But you, you said to me that it's almost like the show isn't about zombies now. It's just a, just a Mad Max. Yeah. 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 you know, there isn't, it's like they're writing it just as there's an apocalypse, but there's no focus on the dead, really. And we've said it a million times, there's no fear in the fear of the walking dead. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. It, it's almost like they've tried to create their own niche away from the walking dead too much. You know, yes, it, it, be it, no, it really, right, you, right. You know, yes, be different, but you are still, you know, the, the title of the show is still walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I run I run into this so much in my life in so many aspects where they had a great example 
of what will draw people in to a TV show, yeah. right? They had seasons one, two, and three yep. to work from. And then, you know, yeah, they've lost Frank Darenport, um, who was the original showrunner, who to me was what made the show yeah. and would have what just it is. Been a sensational get for Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's almost. <laughs> right. But it, it's almost as if. They're like, they're too arrogant to go, wow, that really worked. But I have a much better idea. Wait till you see yeah. this. Yeah. And it's like, no, guys, do <laughs> what The Walking Dead is, you know? Ugh. Yeah. But it's so, I was going to be calm and I'm getting fired up. Again. Oh, I'm what sorry, is going on? I didn't mean to fire you up. But <sighs> I, I think it's just a valid point because to me, that is such an obvious thing at that point. But. Perhaps from their point of view, they're trying to show the naivety of the characters. Let's let's, let's throw the benefit of that day out there. Um, Nick uh, goes to see Ophelia, um, and what there was just Ophelia seems really cold um, in these two episodes, considering that she escaped LA with this family and were really close at one point. She's yeah. just really cold to them. It's like she suddenly no, I'm with these people. You're with those people. Yeah. We've never met yeah. before. And you she, know, hey, she a couple of weeks Nick with after, him and... Yeah, you got it. After basically poisoning Nick and nearly killing him, she just goes, glad you survived. Um, yeah. The other thing she says, which kind of made me shake my head, is, oh, I guess I'm my father's daughter. And I, I think I said this to you. If you, as a writer, have to tell the audience what you're driving at with your characters, clearly you're not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just... Yeah, anyone could have seen where they were going with the Ophelia character arc. Making her say it just goes to shit. It's like giving a, explaining your joke, you know? It just, once you've got to do that, you, you lose something. Um, Walker asks Madison, are you prepared to take out Troy? Um, Walker can see, anyone with eyes and ears can see that Troy is building discontent. He's not happy with Walker and his people being there. He's whispering <laughs> all the time. He's... Uh, basically causing problems. Um, Madison seems to indicate that, yeah, I'm down with that. If he steps out of line, I'll, you know, I'll bring him back in line or, or deal with it. Walker, we then see, is burying the bones. Uh, if we remember back in part A, um, the, their ancestral bones returned to him. Um, Alicia goes to see him and they have a little chat. Alicia, at this point, the reason why I've picked it out is because Alicia tells him to deal with Jake and not Madison. Do, do you yeah. think that Alicia is perhaps doubting her mother's motives? or I'm, I'm not sure. Or is she just infatuated with her new boyfriend? What, what, what do you think Alicia is where her head's at with saying that? I'm I'm guessing I'm hoping that maybe she's starting to not trust her mother. Yeah, that, that's that's my thinking as well. I I think because she she hints at it a few times. There's a few things said that I've picked up, but I just thought that was worth pointing out and picking up. Um, one of the kids that Troy got all fired up. This young lad. He's he's you know Red listen, shirt. yeah he's listened to the rhetoric. He's he's fired up. He goes and gets a gun. He marches towards a table full of Walker's people. He, his hands shaking, tries to take the gun out, and he gets taken down hard. Um, so hard, in fact, he's sort of choked out, and it crushes his windpipe. The kid's 
the kid's going to die, we believe, anyway. I've written dead question mark because it isn't actually clarified at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison, basically this happens, it causes a scuffle. Obviously, you know, keeping the community divided is not good. Madison then tells Jake and tells Walker that all of the weapons are to be handed over to Walker and his people. <coughs> Jake yeah. basically has to give up his key, which only a few seasons ago, uh, sorry, a few scenes ago, Jake was all happy about, I'll have one key, you have one key. Um, I did not understand this decision at all. I've written here, this makes no sense to me. Can you? Uh, it makes no logical sense for a character at no. all. Madison, up until this point, is all protect my family, protect my family. You know, if this place doesn't work the way we wanted to do it, we'll take it over. We'll do this, and then she just hands it over to Walker and his people. I mean, and basically having control of those munitions is giving up the power to the to the place because they are literally now in control. They have the weaponry. Mm-hmm. They then go about the whole. Uh, the whole encampment taking weapons off of people. So Walker's group go around, and of course that leads to them going to collect weapons from Troy. Almost inevitably, Troy doesn't want to surrender the weapons, and him and Nick end up inside uh, what was his father's house, and now appears to be Madison's <sighs> house. Um, yep. And uh, in in the words of a review that I wrote, and in the words of uh, the Talking Dead. We then have an epic gun battle at the house. I, I don't know. Perhaps I just wasn't that into it, but it didn't feel like an epic gun battle to me. Uh, 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 no, no, that no, no. I, I've seen epic gun battles on yeah. film before, and yeah. that was not it. The other aspect is well, possibly, and it's possibly why I didn't feel the tension. Neither of them, you know, I just didn't feel like they were going to be killed off. And one of the, no. the key elements that you, you had in The Walking Dead, and it has gone in The Walking Dead to an extent now as well, is you always felt like at any moment a character that you know or love could drop, you know, could go. I think mm-hmm. they're trying to bring that back into The Walking Dead a little bit, and I fear this season we could see some people go. Um, Madison, please. Uh, in fear, if only. Um, mm. but, but with this, you know, Troy and Nick, to me... They were both fine. You know, we saw a red shirt get choked out, as you put it, um, already. I don't see either and of them getting hurt. Even when a guy came at Nick with a knife. Now, this is uh, another yeah. thing I've picked out. Uh, a member of the nation came at Nick with a knife and was actually saved by Troy. Now, that's not the first time Troy saved his life. Right. Um, that's maybe the third. It's definitely the second. Or th- it's definitely the second. It might possibly be the third. Yeah. Um. So the two of them are in the house that Troy's kind of ran in, you know, he, he seems to almost be, he almost seems to want to go out in a blaze of glory. You know, he, he seems almost content with, I could die here and but I'm going to go out shooting and taking as many of them with him. At this point, whilst Troy is crazed. Now, what we know about this character of Troy is he's sadistic and he enjoys killing people. Mm-hmm. That is something we know. We then... Nick decides at this moment it is the time to tell Troy that actually, no, I killed your father. I shot him. He didn't kill himself. Mm-hmm. Troy turns the gun to Nick and then does nothing. 
they surrender. Yeah, yeah. I could not understand that. I, I, no. Here's 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 my frustration with this whole where the show's gone so far, yeah. right? We ended the mid-season finale. Nick walks in and just basically Bang. boom. Yeah. Otto's dead in the head, right? Yeah. Lays him out. And now all of a sudden we have compassionate Nick yeah. who wants to let one person create all of this drama yeah. and you know major problems for the community and he wants to keep him alive yeah Yeah, exactly what so in terms of time scale in the show maybe a week's gone by from season a to b it's maybe a week in the show maybe even less at the absolute most a week so what we're led to believe is that nick's character made the decision that otto had to be killed he realized what his mum had said about it. He realized his mum was going to go and do it, but he took it upon himself to actually, no, I'm going to do it. Right. And he went in there with the sole purpose of shooting him because he believed that him dying was for the greater good of the community. Yep. That was Nick's thinking on it. You now have Troy, who, when he first met Nick, tried to kill him. He also tried to kill Nick's Mexican girlfriend who Nick was in love with and mm-hmm. we can only assume as it's only been a few weeks still is he was largely a part of Travis Dine who Nick cared for and yet Nick doesn't think you know and he's causing all these problems he's dividing the community he is basically doing as worse a job as the guy he's already killed and yet Nick goes out of his way to try and save him and uh, yeah, like like you, I could not find the character logic in that at all. I could not understand why Nick was doing what he did, why he then decided to tell him in that moment. But then at the same time, I also don't understand why Troy just wouldn't look straight up and shoot him. Yeah, either way. It, it's, it, it's like they're trying to create a bond between the characters that actually isn't there. From an audience point of view... You know, I, I pointed out a minute ago, it's odd that Chory's saved him a couple of times, but I don't, I haven't come across like a brotherly bond between the two. Uh, you know, I, I've not no. seen that. I, I've not seen in the characters and the development something that would make me think there was anything more than this kind of friction between the two of them. So, yeah, it, it, it left me baffled. I don't understand it. And the the attack on the house you know, Peter's out, and what we're left with is a situation where Walker, who Madison has handed all the control to, don't forget, Madison was the one who handed him all the guns, yep, when Jake yep. was there saying, you know, we'll come up with this together, 50-50, <laughs> it's a partnership, Madison said, no, give them all the guns, keep the peace, you guys. That means that Walker now gets to decide what happens, and Walker wants Troy and Nick dead. Nick's obviously her son, so... But at the same time, she then negotiates for Troy as well to have him exiled rather than killed. Um, again, I'm struggling with the motivations. Madison has always been about protect her family, protect, you know, I'm doing this for you, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And yet, this this doesn't make any sense. So, whereas I'd kind of got to the grips of, okay, Madison as a character, I understand what she is now. I don't really like her very much, but right, at least right, I understand right. where where her mindset is 
And it's like they ripped up the bit of paper, you know, where we had, okay, Madison's character is this, right? Let's get rid of that and let's start again. Um, it's just frustrating. Um, for me, anyway, I just find it really frustrating. But we now have Troy is being exiled. And we have Nick as his punishment that Madison negotiated is that he's going to get locked in like a hot box and outside and out house, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, we head off to the dam again. So we get to see these people. We get to see Daniel. Um, Daniel goes on like a water run trying to bring water to the people. The woman who's running things there is a character name I don't really know. Um, nope. But the woman who's running things there, Daniel has said to her, you know, the guy who ruled this before ruled it with fear. You need to be careful. And his points demonstrate quite well that when they go into town, people start arguing, shouting, pushing, you know, we want more water. Um, she's trying to be nice. Um, but you know, she ends up getting a rock to the face for her, for her troubles. Uh, and they get out of there. The other thing we see is when Daniel's there looking out at the crowd, he keeps thinking he sees Ophelia uh, you know, he yeah, sees all young yeah. women and he does a lot of double takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to go looking for her, but the woman there says, hey, you know, you made a promise to me that you were going to stick around and moreover, you know, trying to find her is just impossible. You need to give that up. Right. Um, when we head back to the camp, uh, we see that Madison now and Walker are talking about, um, you know, we know that they've got this problem where... Troy is being exiled. Troy has asked for Madison to be the one to take him. Oh, yeah. I don't see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> this is like mile off kind of stuff. <sighs> um, Madison takes... So Jake says goodbye to his brother. Here's, here's this one thing. Jake, who has done loads for his brother, basically protected him despite him being a homicidal maniac, uh, just gives up on him on this occasion. Yeah, off you yeah. go then. Goodbye. And that's it. Adios, amigo. Yeah, adios, amigo. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's his bro, amigo. Anyway. Ah. Um, so, yeah, and that that's a real quick scene. And I was just shocked at that. You know, again, here's a character. I, I know what I know what he is. Oh, hang on. No, he's just done something that doesn't make any sense to me. He wasn't broken up about it. He just didn't care. Yeah, no problem. Off you go. Um, we see Nick is locked into the outhouse, so he's in there now, and Madison again. Madison, who's all about her family, all about her kids, all about protecting them, just goes in, you know, bye, Nick, um, <laughs> whilst he's locked in there. Uh, and then she goes to take Troy off into the wilderness. So Madison's in the truck, Troy's in the back with a member of the nation. Uh, the member of the nation's wearing his red shirt, because, of course, the minute Troy gets into the back and he starts talking. He manages to take the knife in a kind of cool way, takes the knife through his already wounded hand yeah, uh, and then stabs the guy. Uh, I assume stabs in the death. We don't know. Um, guess. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. It looked like it hurt. Um, but then he attacks. Now what I've written here exactly is he attacks slash hugs Madison from behind because I don't know quite what was going on there. Can you, yeah. can you no, shed any light weird. here? <laughs> no, it was just kind of weird and creepy. You know, I was like, is he going to kiss her? Yeah. Like, what, what is going on here? Glad, I'm glad it wasn't just me. It was weird. No. Um, a strange scene ends with Madison pointing a gun at him with me saying, pull the trigger, Madison. And then Troy just picking up his backpack and walking off and her putting the gun away. 
Um, and that's the how episode nine ended. Uh, ugh, confusing to say the least. Uh, frustrating. I think it's the best way I can sum up episode nine. Rubbish. Um, rubbish could be thrown at it as well. Um, we go into episode ten, and of course, episode ten is called. Uh, you well, I don't know. What nope, what is it? You're not correct. It's called the Diviner. Ah, am I saying that right, smartass? That right? Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. You open with Nick. Nick's in his box, and he is looking out through like a, a slit in this box. He's clearly been in there a little while. Very hot, sort of sweat dripping off of him, and he sees what looks like a walker coming towards him. And then when he looks again, it's Troy, and Troy is messing about. I, I really liked the idea of that. I really thought that was a very Troy thing to do, kind of approach the box like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then we actually find, no, it's not Troy. It's actually all in Nick's head. So I was a little yeah. bit disappointed. I love the idea that Troy had just walked straight back there. <laughs> you know, we've taken him off into the wilderness and he's been exiled and then he literally just shows straight back up again. I, I kind of like that and I kind of would have liked the idea of Troy and Nick then going off um but no it's it was just all in his head um well, i'm not quite sure why but perhaps they'll they'll fill that in um madison mm. and walker are talking about the water supply they, they've gone to where the water comes from and it's mm. nearly all gone they've got six weeks worth of water left and that's if they ration it um they put these instructions in place and then the two of them decide that they're going to head off and look for a backup water supply um, Madison confides in her daughter of of the situation, but nobody else. Um, Madison also then goes to say goodbye to Nick in his box. Um, again, I can't believe that she's just leaving him in there. That, to me, again, is completely out of what we believe her character to be, but she does. Uh, but fortunately for Nick, and perhaps she knew this, uh, he's let out not long after she leaves. Uh, he's let out of the box by a member of the the community, I believe, called Mad Dog. A member of the nation. Yes, I think, I think it's that's Mad correct. Dog. Something that's dog. Something, anyway. yeah. Mr. Dog. Mr. Dog, I like <laughs> believe. Um, and Nick is let out of the box. As I say, Alicia goes to him and helps him back to the house. Uh, the two of them kind of have a, a brief conversation again about Madison there where Nick's kind of talking, and again, they'll get this impression that Alicia is not too high on her mother right now. Um, the people in the community are still very divided, and the water situation does nothing to help that. Uh, basically, the rationing's in place, and it stirs <coughs> up all kinds of emotion, you know. Some uh, people are accusing each other of taking more than their ration. Um, we have this scene, which I kind of liked, um, <laughs> where, can, I, can I let me can I interject something yeah, real yeah, quick on this do. water thing that uh, dawned on me recently? So Otto, right? Okay, back up a little bit. Yeah. By best best guessing of tracking uh, fear and the Walking Dead, the timeline for where they're at in the apocalypse is somewhere between two months. And at absolute longest period of time, three months yeah. into the start of the apocalypse, right? Yeah. Most people think it's it's like uh, yeah. nine, ten, nine, ten weeks, yeah. you know, into it. Um, 
but at worst case, it's 12 weeks into it. And we'd seen Otto just living life, you know, like everything's good. And then we find out he knew they only had six weeks worth of water. Yeah. And that wasn't an issue. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like drinking again. Could be. Could be. Yeah, I'm not drinking the water, guys. So I'm 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 just nailing whiskey every day. Yeah. Uh yeah. Anyway. No, I, I, no, I'm I'm with you. It's once again, uh it's like they've thrown a okay, here's an obstacle for them, but it doesn't right. fit in what we've seen. No. Um so yeah. Uh, it's it's kinda like it's just thrown in there all the time. Uh, so yeah, Madison and Walker are basically off uh, on a road trip to try and find some water, as we know. And back there, we have this scene. I, I pick it out because I kind of liked it. It made me laugh because it does sum up people in a way, which is um, <laughs> the the remaining son, if you like, is there, you know, trying to fill his father's shoes of keeping his community together. Uh, Jake, this is and the people are there are moaning about the water, you know, two gallons a day. One guy says, I pee out more than two gallons a day. <laughs> um, I need at least six gallons for my horse. And, and it just kind of drives home this point of, you know, these people have got absolutely no idea because they've lived in this little community and have been protected by the militia who go out and kill the marauding dead of mm-hmm. what the world is actually like out there now. And, and we see, uh, finally someone in Alicia, okay, then leave, you know, <laughs> Alicia kind of drills home the fact that you have no idea how bad it is out there. You've got no idea how good you have it here. All you have to do is abide by your ration. Uh, right. So she kind of drives that point home, uh, in essence, sticking up for her boyfriend in, <sighs> in one regard. Uh, but yeah, but one of the better, more realistic speeches ever given in this show. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, it, it hit the nail on the head and, and said what needed to be said. Right. And uh, fit where they should be at in their situation. You got it, yeah. And and it was like what I said earlier on about surely the most unifying thing you could say to this group is they're dead, we're not. You know, right. It's now, but yeah. Be so happy. She, so she is kind of going down that line. Um, Madison and Walker are heading to a trading post. Um, and this here fits into your kind of Mad Max uh, style rather than the zombie apocalypse. It appears to be an old stadium um, and someone yeah. in the space of well, two to three uh, months, two to three months has established <laughs> this um, to me as well. Don't, you know, OK, right. They've established this in record time, which is impressive and i'm just going to kind of let it flow over my head because otherwise it's just going to take me out of it completely but Uh, not only that knowing that if just one person in that marketplace turned (laughs) oh it's gone it's carnage yeah it just everything seems so naive so it just again is it's a potential of the, the the show kind of takes it away from everything that the walking dead laid down for us to what the world is. So, so, either, so uh, either the people in Georgia are just rubbish at this <laughs> compared to, right. compared to the West coast. I don't know. Uh, but imagine this, imagine, okay. 
I'm writing the show. They need water. They've heard this place in Mexicali has water. They show up there. They they get to the gate and, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to let you in. Madison was smart enough to to say to uh um crap. Walker, "Hey, yeah. Walker, we're going to get this water. What do you have to barter with?" Yeah. Right? Like she knows in advance and in, instead of having to give away her communication, which is vital, she hands over uh, you know, some of his currency, whatever he's brought, yeah. they get in and they're like trying to find a water person. And then all of a sudden, you know, you flash to, um, you know, somebody's talking about how, you know, oh, the stadium was already here yeah. and this is already the police unit and, and, and it just fell into place. And then it flashes to somebody who's broke out in a sweat in the middle yeah. of this market. And then all of a sudden they've turned and they're biting their neighbor and it's just mass carnage. Madison and Walker are inside yeah. running for their lives. You're freaked out around every corner is another yeah. dead person. And it's an amazing show. It's it's an amazing scene, an amazing visual. It completely rationalizes why it's there. And you could easily reconnect with Strand in that mess without yeah. the need. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Again, it's just another example of what feels like a missed opportunity, which is what I feel this show is every week. Yeah. It's like you set something up and then they just don't deliver on the opportunity they set up. But but yeah, just just to finish this off. So basically, they're there, and Madison does reconnect with Strand. Strand is there, and Strand, in typical Strand fashion, is uh, is allowing his mouth the right checks. His body can't cash to coin a rather eighties expression. Yeah, um, he has got himself in trouble. He has a debt to the people that run the place, and the way they get people to pay off the debt is they chain them up outside as kind of Walker bait and they hand them a weapon and they fight off the walkers or, or they don't fight off the walkers. Right. Um, but yeah, they're outside. So that was, uh, that, that was kind of cool. I quite like that. Um, back at the ranch, uh, Alicia is at the well and all things are kicking off. The, the community is completely divided. You've got the original ranch dwellers. You've got the nation. They're all accusing each other of stealing water. Alicia tries to step in to stop a member of the, the ranch doing it. And she decides, hey, you know, do you know what? Rather than lying to all these people, let's tell them the truth. And that will hopefully unite them. Alicia tells them the truth. You're being rationed because there is only six weeks worth of water. Unfortunately, Alicia's well-conceived idea. I mean, I can see what she was thinking. You know, bring everybody together. It does the exact opposite. People then begin fighting over the water that's already come out of the well. You know, punches are thrown, etc. We then right. have a gunshot from Mad Dog, or Mr. The Dog. Um, he uh, says, we are taking the well, and then we will distribute the water. He strides up confidently. However, Nick steps in his way, and Nick draws a gun. Nick was handed the gun previously by... The former militia, so Troy's BFFs. Um, we have the kind <sighs> of uh, Western standoff moment. Uh, Ophelia steps in and tells Mr. The Dog to, to back away. Now is not the time. Nick tells him, you guys stick to your side of the ranch and we'll stick to ours. So whereas Alicia's desperately trying to bring everybody together, Nick, her brother, steps in and drives a firm wedge back in there um back 
back now at the trading post, we have the good old situation where Madison and Victor, um, Madison seems to want to help Victor. Why do you think, I mean, obviously she knows him, obviously, you know, they've been through a bit together. Why do you think Madison, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll just talk through what she does. Madison takes away the items from Walker that he was going to trade for water. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just put this in a little bit of perspective. Everybody back there in the nation and the ranch need this water. Right. Her kids are back there. They obviously need water to live as well. So Madison, who has been all about her kids, all about everything's for them, takes the items away and pays off Strand's debt. Mm-hmm. And then, so basically screws over Walker, who she's got a pretty tense relationship with now anyway. But you have to remember as well, she handed Walker the ranch. Walker is now in charge there because Madison handed him all the weaponry. It is him and his people who are in charge. She screws right. him over in this deal for Strand, who Walker is clearly not all that happy with anyway. Right. I Again, I couldn't get my head around that. I, I, I heard a few people, you know, and she says in the show, oh, this would have just been a short-term solution, whereas Victor knows how we can get water from a, you know, a dam, you know, mm-hmm. because he mentioned it. But even Victor goes, did I? What? Right. <laughs> you know? Right, so she right. hasn't even discussed it with him. So she doesn't actually <coughs> have a plan. She's she's just saying things and going with it because clearly she wanted to get Victor back. Is she just looking for an ally at this point because she's lost Travis? I, I don't know. What, what's your take on that? No, I, I mean, I think, you know, I think she really thinks that they <clears throat> can get a permanent water solution from the dam. But again, the way they went about explaining it, yeah. revealing it on the show was just horrible. Just back ass words. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 this show is so far from logic anymore that when dumb stuff like that happens, I just go with it. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. That's well, what they're force feeding us. We'll, we'll roll with it again then. Um, so basically we've now got a situation where Madison strand and Walker are heading to the dam. We know that Daniel's there. So, you know, potentially we could have them united again next week. And that'd be interesting because obviously that attests Daniel's loyalty to a certain extent, you know, what, what's he going to do? Um, we now have, uh, back at the ranch, Nick is leading his new buddies to attack Uh. the nation. Yeah. Um. Again, completely lost on Nick's motivation here. Um. He's gone from I should shoot someone in the head because it's the best for everyone to I should save the psychopath because it's best for everyone to I should go exactly. and attack yeah. the group of heavily armed militia people with sticks and stones because that's best for everyone. Right. I'm really struggling with Nick here. Um, I don't quite know what they're going on with, which I'm disappointed in because Nick is a character in the first series. I thought, great, he's going to be interesting. Completely went off the ball for me, but in 3A, I thought, yes, I finally see, you know, this is a character I'm going to find really interesting going forward. But yeah, just erratic and nonsensical. Um, but what we see is um, a member of the... Uh, the nation was 
using those water rods. I don't know. I suppose the viner is the correct word. Of divining water, rods. The vining yep. rods. Divining rods. Yep. And they're digging. And Alicia decides she's going to go and dig to try and help. Um, whether it's futile or not, we don't know. But Nick, seeing this, decides actually, you know what? I'm going to go and help my sister. So Nick hands the gun off and walks off. But when he gets up and walks off, uh, Mr. The Dog and Ophelia in the house also put down their weaponry and head over there as well. Yeah. The episode ends with both the nation and the original ranch group coming together to try and dig. Obviously, working together. They've come together. Hallelujah. Episode ends. Right. We are one happy camp. <coughs> um, Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I said it before we even went into the details of the episode, and I'll, I'll reiterate it now. I really didn't enjoy either episode. Um, nah, I think a true crap. a true test in that is I watched episode nine, and I didn't watch episode ten for a day because I had no motive. I wanted to watch something else. Right. Um, I cannot imagine there ever being an instance where I've got two episodes of The Walking Dead to watch and me not watching both of them. No. So never. Never, and I'd be really interested for our next podcast if you get the opportunity to look up what the viewing figures were and if there was oh, a drop-off. Son, I, I already have them. Oh, you have it now? Yeah. In that case, my friend, bring the noise. What we got? Well, they're actually, according to this chart, there was no drop-off between 9 and 10. Wow. But this is what's most shocking to me. If you follow the history of The Walking Dead, you know, mid-season premieres and stuff like that always get rating boost. Yeah. So uh, for season three, episode one, the season premiere opened uh, with 3.109 total viewership. Okay. Yeah. Three million. The mid-season premiere opened with 2.139. Oh, wow. The mid-season, episode 9 and 10, the mid-season premieres were the lowest viewed episodes of the entire season. Wow. I think that pretty much nails uh, where where they are. Yep. Yeah. I'm amazed there wasn't a drop-off. No, yeah. It's... uh. 2.139 for both is what it's rated it's at. Clearly so. just me. But ah. yeah, I, I, I had no motivation to keep watching. I I watched some, I think I watched the news, you know. <laughs> was, wow. Yeah, I was done. Um, I'd, have, I'd have watched the British Bake Off if, you know, I could have. The, the great British Bake Off, my friend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it just... I mean, we never get the same level of feedback for the fear of the Walking Dead as we do for the Walking Dead. Two very different sized audiences. We know oh, that massively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all, but but um, we do obviously get some feedback on our yeah, Facebook we do from page. time to time. Um, so so allow me now with our new professional intro, go into our <coughs> award winning. I, I gave it the award. Stuff okay. and Thangs podcast award-winning feature, because it's our only feature, uh, where I read Facebook comments. <laughs> and of course, it's called Sam Butcher's Names. And now, 
let us turn to our Facebook page, where Sam butchers names. So this week, we have uh, a couple of comments. We have the first comment is from uh, Emma uh, Strekhanoff, um, Stroganoff, <laughs> um, Sticklebrick. Yeah, Emma, Emma Sticklebrick Adams. Um, and she says she is so excited to have the podcast back. Thank you. Fear, meh, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that comment was liked and a, yeah, a big yes with an arrow up from it from a lady called <clears throat> Chapman, <clears throat> who also... <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? Her name's uh, Chapman. <clears throat> uh, now, Chapman, most people have two names. Uh, uh, anyway, the next comment on here is from a guy <laughs> called Bondingas. Bondingas uh, tags, I assume, possibly his brother, his son, his relation of some sort, Dave Dingas. They are the Dingas boys. Um, they don't have a comment other than a tag. I love the fact that surname's Dingas, and I really hope they listen to the podcast because <laughs> I want to meet guys called Dingas. That's amazing. They're they're both Don and Dave as well, so it's double D's. Don Dingas, Dave Dingas, the D's, the Dingas brothers. Um, they sound like a really naff country and western oh, duo, gosh. don't they? Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, the Dingas brothers. Anyway, I'll move on. Um, no. Oh, maybe I won't move on. I, I I was kind of using that because I was trying to work out how to pronounce the next name. Um, okay. Do you know, before I get stuck on this, do you know how to say this? No. Are you guessing as well? Yes. I think it's Alison. That's my guess. Okay. Alison Chapman. I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. Please drop us a message and tell me if how I did. Um, starts with sigh. <sighs> I was fascinated by the idea of how this bizarre worked. Give me a solid episode or two in there. Um, great shout. I believe by the bazaar, you mean the, the kind of marketplace, the trading post. Yes. Um, again, I mean, Alfie came up with an idea earlier, almost perfect. And, and like you said, tell us more about it. If you're going to create this massive set and this massive circumstance, maybe there will be, maybe, maybe we'll have more interaction with that and we'll learn more about it. But I agree with you there. Um, they seem to always have nuggets here and there of fascinating ideas, but instead of flushing them out, they get brushed aside to rush through the storyline. I believe that is what we call nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute great comment. Completely agree with you from my point of view. What about yourself, my friend? I agree. Nailed yeah, it. Absolutely nailed it. Great comments. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to check out the Facebook page. Um, get on there, make some comments. Um, but my friend, I mean, I'm done. I've got nothing more to say about the show. Uh, I'm hoping for a marked improvement next week. Um, one can, Hey man, it's hard to go much lower than these two. Perhaps it's a good plan on their part. Set the bar low. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Things I wondered if, I wondered if, uh, Kirkman and Gale, uh, in a, in a way of revenge, for their uh, lawsuit or just going to run this show in the ground. Like they went and re-edited everything and said, yeah, this is horrible. Air it. <laughs> I'd love that to be true. Um, <laughs> that would but, be yeah. amazing. But I, yeah. I am, uh, I'm done, my friend. I'm just hoping next week's a, an improvement. Uh, me too. 
Great. Well, a uh, big thank you to everyone for listening. A uh, big thank you to everyone who interacts on the Facebook page. 17,100 of you out there now pay me an Alfie attention. It's very kind of you. Um, so, yeah, keep going. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead next week. We're back, hopefully, recording on Tuesday. Hopefully, the podcast live on the Wednesday. But, hey, if it's not, we'll we'll do another double take. Uh, thanks, my friend. Good talking to you, even twice in a week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, buddy. Have a good one. I will catch you next week. That's a wrap. Followed by over 17,000 people on Facebook, you need to be one of them. Find the Stuff and Things podcast on Facebook at Stuff and Things Podcast. Also check us out online at StuffandThingsPodcast.com. If you can't figure out how to spell it, then you don't deserve to be there. Are you coming back soon? I don't know. We need you now more than ever.